Okay, so no introduction needed today. Another camp talk. So those that aren't familiar, camp talks are where Tyfke and I do no show prep. I just sit down with a bottle of whiskey and the conversation typically goes off the rails, which it did today. Everybody from Gary, Indiana, we still love you. All right, everybody, here we go. Camp talk two. It makes my job extremely hard to try to edit said video and said audio and then match everything up. So basically, you people watching the YouTube get pretty much the raw deal. I don't, last episode, I didn't edit anything out. Yeah, you even left Hank, tree and the Amazon driver in there. Also scared the shit out of me when I was listening to it in my truck. So sorry (laughs) about that, everybody. I knew it was coming, too. That was the worst part. (laughs) He said, got him treed. Chris is, a funny Chris guy, is so funny. He, oh man, we need to have him back on sometime. Yeah, we'll have him and Dustin back for sure. They just did another giveaway on their Michiana Monsters. Did they? Mm-hmm. Mm. Speaking of which, we have some, some shout outs. I forgot all about that. I did have a little bit of itinerary. See, I did do some show prep. See, these camp talks is basically just me and Tyke sitting down and just winging it because this is what happens when we don't have anybody to come in here and actually fill the conversation. So you get to listen to two drunk fucks. Well, my brother was supposed to be here, but unfortunately, uh, he is doing his own podcast. Bobby's busy. Yeah, Bob- Bobby be busy, yo. So, yep, he's not here. Anyway, shout outs. I wanted to. What do I got here? Oh. I want to mention a Nick for uh, reaching out. He, I don't want to say his last name, but I'm assuming he came from the Michigan Monsters group because he said he got a hold of Chris um, and was inquiring about us. And Chris told him to get a hold of us and uh, basically offered to come be a guest. He's got, he was the one with the dogs. He's the one with the dogs run the, the, the hogs and the, ter- the terriers and the hounds. Okay. And, okay. So possible future guest, but we appreciate that. We love it when you guys reach out like that. That's awesome. Uh, also, uh, oh, Michael, uh, also Michael T. I don't want to say his last name either, but he was from, uh, you'll know who I'm talking about. He was from Michigan Monsters as well. He runs the, uh, Fall Obsession, I think it is. I don't think I know who you're talking about. Hmm. Well, he did, he, uh, reached out and did a, uh, he shared our last episode in the group. And he was. He has picture you can show me, so I can put two and two together. Maybe, possibly. Want to do that right now? I already feel kind of awkward because I stumbled all over that. So, all right, we can move on. <laughs> we're just we're just gonna move right on. And then, uh, oh yeah. So also, Zach Carson's running for uh, Lake Township Supervisor. So hopefully, he gets your guys' vote here in Lake Township in the fall. So hundred percent, we'll have mine. Yeah, good guy, good guy. He let me borrow his lawnmower once. I'm surprised he didn't just come down and mow it for you. He's that kind of guy. But no, he did. He let me borrow his lawnmower, his zero turn, which was awesome. I'm pretty sure he came and plowed your driveway this year while we were rabbit hunting. He did. Did I ever tell you I finally got a hold of him? And I was like, dude, did you come plow my driveway? He's like, yeah. You never said anything. I just, it's like, dude, I knew Dan you. didn't have the back, the back drag on. So good guy. Great guy. So anyway, Zach Carson. Vote for him in the fall, people. Uh, also, if you need any really awesome handrails made for your house, dude knows a shit. Facts. Facts. Um, yeah, so that's basically it for the itinerary because the rest of it was for my brother who is not here. Well, what were you going to talk to Bob about? 
I was on to oh geez, that gain level went way up. I was gonna talk to him about his upcoming bear hunting trip. So in you May. didn't do the, the count to ten for yourself, Bert? What the hell? I did, but I just now noticed that it sounds a little echoey. I mean that could be because we have the blinds up and the doors open because it's it's like actually spring now. Pro tip. There's a level knob and then there's also a gain knob. The gain knob, when you turn that up, that means the farther back away I am, the more it picks up. But the further down closer you got to be for it to sound full so you got to hit that sweet spot typey i don't know these things <laughs> a little bit of whiskey there sorry so here in michigan opening day of turkey season's opening up saturday morning yep hopefully what, it's not raining what are your plans my plans are um well if it's raining go to work if it's not raining i'm going to be why would you go to work they move in the rain over time. I don't like a wet ass. I don't like a wet ass either, but I feel like it's opening day of turkey season. Also. So you have to. Uh, no, you have to. I feel obligated. Meh. Meh. I have faith I'll get one. Whether it's opening day or... I like the confidence. Thing. I like well, the confidence. That's the thing. Down, at, down in John's Field, people don't hunt them very often, and they're just... They don't expect it, dude. You can stock up within 30 yards pretty easy. Yeah. And that's a freaking bean field. I don't know. Stalking turkeys doesn't ever really excite me, though. I mean, I've, I've tried doing it. I've never really – I don't think successful – oh, I take that back. I have once. Okay, so we had this conversation about the stalking turkeys and the bows and whatnot. And with a shotgun, I could agree that stalking a bird with a shotgun, probably not the most exciting stalking with a bow i would think would be stalking with a bow would be cool but i I don't know like to me the exciting part about turkey hunting is calling them in yeah i haven't had that experience because remember i was always really shitty at that it's addicting it is it's fucking awesome it's all i think about from like january to opening days all i think about is turkey say not your pregnant girlfriend or anything just turkeys i mean there's a little bit about that too but mostly Maybe. turkeys <laughs> the fuck was that 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 was my phone probably a side job that was a hell of a vibration yeah that's why i keep it in my front pocket bert bad boy really <laughs> not your back pocket huh nope nope that makes things feel a little weird so are you going with the mouth call then hmm well, my box calls are at my brother's house right now because they're technically his. He just agreed to sell them to me. Yeah. So it will be mouth call. And I've tried the regular size ones. I have a fairly small upper palate. <laughs> they don't work. <laughs> Dude, I'm not kidding. You That's... got a deformed palate? No, it's just small. You don't look like you would have a small palate. I know. I have a very round face. Man. I very, didn't say very, you did. Very, very round face. I didn't say you did. <laughs> oh, no, I know. You, trust me. People point it out all the time. I got kind of a round face myself, though. I've been compared to Ben Roethlisberger, which hurt my a, feelings. <laughs> he's got a milk jug for a head. <laughs> okay, he does. That's so mean. Not one of the half gallons either. Plus, I hate the Steelers. I don't really hate the Steelers, but oh man, I don't know why. I I cannot explain it. Just never don't like them. Never been to Pittsburgh. 
never had any family that lived there. I bet Pittsburgh, no offense to you Pittsburgh listeners, but I feel like Pittsburgh, like I imagine it's smelling like fart. No, no. Just straight iron. Fart. Because don't you use a lot of like water when you're doing metal work and stuff and there's a lot of steam, right? And a lot of heat to heat up the metal. Like Gary. Gary smells like fucking fart all the time. Yeah, Gary's just a shithole. Gary, Indiana. <laughs> For all you and Gary, we're sorry. And you should move. Yeah, I don't know how y'all stand it. I can smell that stuff with the right wind conditions up here. I'm going to tell you what, though. Even living at my parents' house when I was a kid, the ethanol plant down in South Bend, if the, when the wind came out of the south just right, it smelled like... <sighs> You sure it wasn't the Buchanan dump, Brent? No. Oh, yeah. that We could smell that from time to time, too. That's got a very unique smell. Uh, but but the, the ethanol plant had almost – it reminded me of like a – like when the woods is real wet and there's – and you like come up on like a – boy, this is a really shitty description, but like a really damp, waterlogged piece of wood with a shit ton of fungus and mushrooms on it. Fungus and mushrooms, they're the same shit, but you know what I mean. It just smells ugh, like a moldy basement almost. Musty fungus. I know exactly what you're talking about. And not from the girls at Caddy's. Well, not all of them. Every bar has There's some. There's been a few. Every bar has some. However, there are a few girls at Caddy's that make me spend way too much money. We're not going to name names, all right? <laughs> that ass, though. Uh, and I swear to God, if she listens to this, she knows exactly who she is. Tyfke, we're getting married. You can't talk about her like that on the podcast. <laughs> I really want to say some things, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You heard it here first. Uh, no, you, you know what? No, hang on, hang on, hang on. Her, her proportions are not in that area. They're a little farther north. Thanks, Tyfke. He's trying to say that my girlfriend has ginormous, Brent, bodacious Bahama mamas, especially right now because she is pregnant. She's going to slap the shit out of you. Nature. It's going to be a couple weeks before she makes it to this episode, I'm sure. So I'll have some time. And then I won't see it coming. So it'll be like a surprise. Like we'll just be sitting at Connie's and then she'll like walk in and be like, hey, babe. Not that my girlfriend goes my pregnant fiance does not go into the bar to drink anymore because she's, well, she's coming down there to pick your ass up right but she'd stump she'd walk into connie's and just smack me across the face and then we would both be like oh yeah that's right that one episode eight no i will be like oh yeah he had that coming and you'll be like is this foreplay <laughs> she knows i like it a little rough oh, that's too much information for our viewers brent you, you just uh, <laughs> I mean, it is my last name. All right, you, no, that's like barking like a dog. Different kind of rough, buddy. <laughs> Those birds sound so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I need more whiskey. Oh. I'm so glad I opened that window. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? It is. It's gorgeous. And, then you know, we get background noise without even paying for it. Right. Ambient noises. And do you realize, Becky, that I didn't even turn on the lights today? There's, I didn't even know there were fucking lights in here. <laughs> Daifke, we record in the at, at nighttime. Can I have some of that whiskey too, please? 
Damn it. Yes, sir. Broke my own rule. Made a bunch of noise. Don't drop the diamond. Don't drop the diamond. Yeah, I think it very, we weren't very prepared before we hit the record button today. We were literally scrambling. I was just sitting here making fun of him at the... Yeah, my my cord organization, of all things. Well, it's like... Way to kick a man when he's down. I'm, like, struggling, trying to get shit plugged in here, running dude, cords it here. it looked like a leprechaun trap. <laughs> what? A leprechaun trap? I've never seen a leprechaun trap. You had one under the table and on top of the table. It was all the cords just woven together. Yeah. Speaking of traps, should we talk about that? Oh, uh, your coyote trapping? How you caught a freaking crow? Should we start by storytelling about why I'm trapping coyotes in April? Yes. Is, is, you can trap them year-round, can't you? You can trap them year-round because of nuisance, which is exactly what I'm doing. I was going to say, I know you had nuisance rights, but I wasn't sure like if you had to go permit-wise for that. Uh, No. So if I was putting up the fur, I would need a fur harvester license for coyote. Gotcha. Or if I was trapping anything else like... Mink, muskrat, blah, 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 coon. Foxes. Foxes, right, which. So if you accidentally catch a fox, are you going to let it go? Yeah, I'll let it go. I like foxes anyway. I don't mind having them around. Yeah, you don't have chickens. Sandra, however, chickens and ducks oh, and quails right. and guinea hens. and Last night at Woody's. She's um, like, yeah, no, there's a fox right by the fucking chicken coop. You should probably shoot it. Yeah, I, I got four snares left over. I can hand to her if she wants to use them. No, she. She'll cut the head off a quail with a pair of scissors, but she ain't going to hurt a puppy. Let's talk about that before we get into trapping, because that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your, your quail execution. I don't really want to. That's been talked about a lot. They tasted really good, though. So we were getting ready to go on a rabbit hunt. This is months ago. Just me and Taiki stopped over, getting the shotguns ready, blah, blah, blah. Taiki. Walks up to the garage with this box that's moving and making noise. Oh, it wasn't making noise quite yet. Hank was very interested, his dog. Right. So this box is moving, and he's like, I got, what you, 20 quail? 10 quail. 10 quail. She had too many boys in the litter, and she had to get rid of them because they were tearing the girls up. So the lady that gave him the quail said to reach in the box, grab them, pull up their heads, Take the game shears and just I couldn't do it. I which I which is still a little bit more civilized because I feel like I would have done it like I do pigeons after you shoot them with the pellet gun and they drop, run up and just grab them by the head and go just rip it off. There's not much holding that shit on her. Man, I, I prefer a twelve gauge. They So that's what Tyfke ended up doing because Tyfke is a softie. If I don't softie. see it. I'm okay with it. I'm with you on that because you told me what she told you to do, and I'm like, ooh, that seems a little personal. Well, and I, to be fair, I tried first. I grabbed one out of the box, and it just looked at me, and it was so fucking cute. And I'm like, all right, I'm not normally a little bitch, but I'm going to be a little bitch because that the, thing is adorable, and it's just got the cutest little, like, Oh, you're going back in the box. I can't do it. Yeah. So, like, I'm still getting shit ready in the garage and, you know, doing my thing. And out of my peripheral, I just see Tyfke, like, pacing, like, trying to figure this out. Like, man, I'm, God, like, he picked up the one bird, put it back down, put the box back down, walked away for a minute. It's called anxiety bird. Right. Like, how am I going to do this? So, he comes into the garage and looks at me dead in the face, serious as a heart attack, and says, 
I'm going to shoot the box. Takes his 12 gauge, walks out, to, <laughs> walks out to the wood line, and <laughs> what were they? Number sixes? No, they were number eights. They were high brass eights. They had like 400 freaking pellets. There's a, a dove load. So got got these quails so that he could eat them without spitting out shot. Instead, decided I to took just them as a shoot favor. the fucking box. <laughs> Hey, I haven't found any pellets yet. Funniest part was he brought the box back and it was still moving. Mm. There was one. I don't know how that happened. (laughs) I skimmed the top of the box and basically took all their heads off. But one of them must have been like laying down sleeping or some shit. Because that it didn't even have any BB holes in it. It was just wasn't sleeping after that. All of them got mowed down, and I'm like, cool. And then I opened the box and one of them popped its head up out of the pile. Damn it. Like, all right, well, I guess I can. Didn't I, you? Didn't I, didn't you actually take that one's head off? Yeah, I felt. And you were real like, bad. Yeah, but I thought you did, and you were like, well, that was kind of easy. Should have just done that with the rest of them. <clears throat> I mean, it was a simple process, but it still hurt. <laughs> it still hurt my feelings. <laughs> I know I'm a ginger, and I don't have a soul, according to all of you. But I say I'm a daywalker. I still got half a soul, and it it kind of hurt that little buddy. I feel that because I didn't want to do it either. I wasn't yeah, exactly no, I almost just tossed him to Hank, but I felt like that was oh, more cruel. That would have been a lot worse. But I know. That's how I was like, oh. So well, I could toss him up like a clay pigeon. So quick backstory on that. I don't, I don't want to get too detailed, but there was uh, last summer, Allie was at a horse show. Uh, you and I were down the Connie's party and came back. And there, I went to go. There was a light on inside of our barn out back here where our horses are. Went to go shut that off, and lo and behold, there was a possum in there. And it cornered itself, and Hank had it cornered. And Hank has never seen a possum before, other than when they play dead. He's, he's kind of, like, grabbed him and shit. And I've, so he saw a live possum. A very alive possum. And the problem with possums are, so I personally don't mind possums. They eat a lot of ticks. You were talking about the turkey egg thing the other day. They do eat yeah. a lot of turkey eggs, which eat yeah. turkeys eat more ticks. But either way, I don't mind possums, except for with horses. You cannot have them anywhere near them because they carry something. I think it's called EPM. Yeah, it causes some kind of mold in the hay that really, really fucks up the horses. So you have to get them out of here, right? So I'm staring at this, at Hank, looking at this possum. And I didn't have anything on me, and I knew if I were to go back and get the gun, it was going to move. And Hank would just follow me, and the, and the thing would be gone. Right. So I was debating. I'm like, ah. We need to work on your, like, having a gun at the ready thing. Yeah. You had that issue quite a bit for being on a farm, dude. Yeah. So that – shut up. I was coming back <laughs> on the bar. <laughs> All right. Good on you for being responsible not drinking with firearms. Right. So – Unlike everybody else in Barona. But basically, I was like, I made a decision. I was like, well, Hank needs to know that these fuckers don't need to be around here anyway. So I basically told him to get him, boy. Get his ass. And he got his ass, and it was one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in my life. Welcome to nature, buddy. Holy shit. Like, when he gets squirrels, like, I'll, I'll center punch a squirrel. You've seen it. Drops. Right. He does the, like, corn on the cob crunch. Right. He'll just, like. Which all dogs do. They go up and then go down. And just squish their body, which is totally weird. Which you would think would fuck up the meat, but it really doesn't. Pretenderizes. 
there you go. But, uh, yeah, so back to the coyote thing, though. So, this is three weeks ago now. Going back into you not having a gun again. Yeah, so, funny story. Those are turkeys out there. Um, Funny story, Bert's ADD is still active with the windows (laughs) open. Very active. (laughs) Don't mind knowing. Um, (laughs) Did you like that? I don't even know where that came from. That was like half deaf and half retarded. And maybe a quarter Asian? We love you guys. We love you Asian people. Who the fuck is us people? (laughs) Say stop singling them out. (laughs) You're just digging your hole deeper, buddy. That's worse. Anyway, so... Y'all gave us the microchip. That's why we have cell phones. We love you. I was on my way to the farm and... Or I was going to be on my way to the farm. So I started Jeep. Was letting that warm up. And then I was like, well, shit. Me and Hank are going to take a quick cruise out back to go look for Coho, just to, just to see if they were in the creek. Didn't have anything with me. Nothing. Like, no no gun, which is, I usually, if I'm going to walk out back here, every single time take a 17, just in case something happens like what happened that day. So, Hank and I and Hustler, my, my fiance's dog, what it is about... A 45, 50 pound. Allergy. You haven't you haven't announced that yet. What? On the podcast. You haven't announced that you're getting that you're engaged. I'm engaged. She actually said yes to this guy. I know. I gotta give him credit. The ring was really nice. We'll get into that story in a minute because the, the, the engagement story is actually pretty funny. It's hilarious, especially because I was right. <laughs> but um <laughs> So God damn, I keep getting distracted. I got to get through the story. So we went down to the creek, me and both the dogs. Hustler is, I stopped because I said 45, 50 pounds. Allie says, he swears to God, he's like 55, 60 pounds, but whatever. He's a he's a big blue healer. He man. is a big he's blue probably, healer. I believe 55 out of him. So anyway, not a small dog by any means. And uh, No, he's big midsize. The, the little mischievous bastard likes to go wander off quite a bit. And uh, as far as like, you know, we'll go on walks. Hank usually sticks right next to me because he's used to used to hunting. Right. He's got pretty good recall. Yeah. Hustler is just like, eh. huh. he's kind of like you. Kind of. Like, that smells interesting. What's over here? Yeah. So he, like, that's very, very uh, flamboyant with that. Was I talking with a lot of asses? Yes. <laughs> so he, <laughs> God damn, you concern me sometimes. You I, know that, buddy? I was, I was imitating Hustler. Like, if he was a person, that's how he would sound. Like this. He does have the the wiggle butts going on, so I could see that. Little yeah. twinkle toes. Yep. So we're down by the creek. We're looking, me and Hank, and I thought Hustler was right behind me, and I hear this yelp from across the creek where it's super thick. And then uh, it's super thick woods for probably 60 yards, and then it opens up into a hayfield. And uh, that sounded like that's where he was, was in the hayfield. Heard it again. Like, oh, shit, you know. So with a bum leg, which is why I'm like – Trying to run up the, the the creek bank, get up there. It's basically water sand. For anybody that knows what water sand is, not good. Oh, it sucks. So I like I finally make it up to the top and then I start running towards the towards the bridge to get across the creek to go get him. Just in time to see Hustler, the healer, busting ass, coming out of that hayfield down the path with I'm I'm gonna say, man, it was the biggest coyote I've ever seen. Definitely, they they get bigger around here, man. I don't know what it is, but I always thought they were mixed with domestic dogs. 
because I've seen quite a few that I would put at the 60, 70 pound range, which is massive for a coyote. Oh, 70 pound coyote is unheard of, man. It's huge. And I, I've seen a lot of them around here that I don't know if they're just old or if there's one genetic strain. I got I got a theory on that. So we'll get back to that. But, but this dog, this coyote, its legs were as long as Hank. Hank, my dog, is part bull mastiff Rottweiler. The bull mat, he's got bull mastiff legs. They're just okay. long legs. So, but this thing was just, it had its hackles up, blah, blah, blah. So I know it looked bigger than it really was. I'm not dumb, but it was, it was just huge anyway. He's just tall, dwarfed Husser. And, uh, watched him bite him on the ass as they're running. So obviously, dude, it was like a bad dream. Like I told you before, like I would just, I could not get there quick enough, dude. I'm, mind you, like we talked about earlier, this is, this is like the one and only time I've walked back there without a fucking weapon at all. Right. And so I like, didn't even have a pocket knife. I was prepared to fucking kill a coyote with my bare hands because I mean, dude, I just wanted to save my dog, you know. Right. Yeah, um, Hustler's a good boy. He well, the crazy thing was because at the time I didn't know what the hell he was doing because he's he's sprinting like back like straight beeline and towards the house like past me, like for video trying to get away from the other dog. Well, that's that that was the thing. So I was like, why didn't he turn towards me? And I think he thought that that coyote was so close that if he would have turned, it would have rolled him over. It would have, it would have it would have caught up to him. Right. But he got to the point to where Hustler couldn't see me anymore and then he turned around. And that's when my heart dropped cuz I'm like, "Oh my god, man." Like I don't know how many coyote teeth you've ever felt. Besides like they're, besides deadheads, I'm talking like they're pretty freshly sharp. killed. They are like a razor blade. They're sharp, man. I've I've shot quite a few of them just out deer hunting or seeing them in the yard. When I lived down with my uncle, there were a few of them that like come up by the pond, waiting on ducks or whatever, chickens. And, you know, can't have them coming after your livestock. So you no hell no, shoot them. So I'm thinking, man. That sucks. Cause all it's gonna take is like two or three good shakes, man, to the throat. He's gonna rip Hustler wide open. I would so, hope Hus would fight back enough that it would give you a second, or at least like give Hank a second to get up there. So that was the other thing. Like, <clears throat> so at this point, I'm like 20 yards away. I know. I like how like, when I tell the story, my numbers keep changing to how far away I was. But my to my my best guess, I was about 20 yards away, and. uh and I'm, and I'm fucking screaming at the top of my lungs. And I look over my shoulder expecting to see my dog passing me at any moment now, which is a 100-pound, beefy, Rottweiler, right. massive he's a, mix. He's a big boy. And I turn around over my shoulder, and I see Hank standing on the creek bank, like, looking at me like, what the hell are you doing over there? Why is everybody making so much noise? And who's that guy? Like <laughs> <laughs> Just Why is he chasing my brother? Totally oblivious. So I call him. So Hank, you know, he's running up to catch up to me. Um, I was close enough that the coyote backed off, hopped off, uh, trotted off about another 15, 20 yards and stopped. So I'm checking Hustler over in a panic and just making sure that there wasn't, that he wasn't like ripped open or anything, you know. And um, Hank, Hank came up next to me. So it was, it was the three of us. And then I look up. And that coyote was just standing, staring right at all three of us. Like, it could give a shit. And I was like, okay. So, I took off running at him again. And he he still never acted like, oh, my God. He was just like, okay. 
Yeah. Like trotted away down and up the fucking creek bank and took off. And I'm like, so obviously I think what happened is he wandered into a den. Now I don't have time to sit out and shoot these things. I don't. I got a buddy that would take care of it in a heartbeat. I know a couple people, but so close to turkey season, I don't want people running around out here with I understand that. fucking I shit understand up. That. So what I decided to do was trap them. So I have some trapping experience. Now I'm not my I don't label myself as a trapper. I don't identify as a trapper. But you're more into it than I am. I I, I know so. how to do it. And uh and basically years ago I got into it and then uh started the podcast and that basically ate up all my spare time so I I didn't have time to do it because that that's the thing about trapping is it's setting traps are very labor intensive and putting up furs is labor intensive and setting checking and putting up all it's very putting time furs, consuming putting up furs is retarded it's a lot of work like fleshing a hide a deer i would say you're looking at a good two and a half hours for an, a moderately like somebody that knows kind of what they're doing two to two and a half hours on a deer hide to flush it properly that's pretty appropriate which is pretty pretty quick for as big as it. well that was the thing about about a deer hide so for those of you who don't know when you're fleshing hides you typically turn them inside out obviously and like a coyote when you skin it you don't skin it like you do a deer so you uh i've never actually skinned a coyote i'm kind of interested i've never done any of that so what you do is you you cuff the ankles. Shit, I gotta remember now. It's been a, it's been a fucking minute myself. Uh, so you you cut cut around. The, so you hang it from the back legs, cut around the ankles, peel it down, cut the tail, and then you take you can take like two boards or two sticks, pinch the tailbone, and just pull it. Okay. And you'll get that. You'll turn that bone inside out, and you'll get the, the uh, tailbone out. Uh, so that so that's like your, your bottom. It should be an open hole, and that's all you do as far as cutting. Besides that, you take the front paws, and you do the same thing you did with the back ones, and you get them off, and right. then you just peel it off, just like that. Does it come off nicely, or do you have to like for the most cut part? So coyotes go? coyotes aren't like deer, so there's not a lot of fat. So okay, so the the hide tends to. Stick on there pretty good, so you got to have a good knife, and you're remember you're you're keeping the hide, so you're not trying to put holes in them. Right. So there's a lot of uh, I call it elbow grease. You know, uh, are you I, talking in deer or in coyotes? Uh, I got it. I got that technique from deer, but I use it for coyotes, where you basically take your elbow, you, you pull some to where it's off the body, and you take you take your elbow and just oh yeah, you use your body weight in it. Trust me, I've been there. Yeah, I remember I used to skin deer like. You know, five days after I shot him. So, like, people like Dave Kennedy that, like, do this as – they run it like a business, you know. Right. So, what they'll do is they'll have, like, a high pulling machines or, like, a winch, basically, that they'll have – or a crank or a winch. Right. Same concept as what we talked about before with the, the golf ball with the rope and the four-wheeler. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That basically something to hold on to your hide and then a mechanical tool to pull it off for you. Which is – because what happens is once you – I mean, just like a deer, you know, when you get about right here – that last little bit of the neck to get off the... I lose so much neck meat when I do I that. I know. Everybody that's, does. That's why I just started shooting him in the freaking neck. I'm going to lose it anyway, so fuck it. I mean, right. I, I lose so much of it, and I won't take a full neck roast because of the, the CBD and the, the spinal fluid. I'm like, you know what? If it's a doe, I'm just going to shoot it at the base of the head. 
Right. So, yeah, so by, by peeling it off and or having a machine like that, it really helps, but you still got to make cuts. I mean, because like I said, it's – imagine how hard it is on a deer when you get down that far. Yeah. Imagine taking a whole face off a coyote with zero fat. I mean, it's – I mean, and you got to be careful. You don't want to fuck up the eyelids. Right. You got to cut right on that get down into the actual tissue instead of cutting the hide. It feels kind of unnatural and weird. The first, the, the first like two or three times you do it until you're like, okay, then you get kind of used to it. I mean, it. I've seen animals caped out, and when you're in the process of doing it, it looks like morbid is the only term that I know that comes close. If you guys want some good entertainment, go on YouTube and look up uh, coyote speed skinning. There's competitions. Why have I never been told about this, Brent? I don't know. Not enough whiskey at Connie's. <laughs> I don't know. But We've had plenty of whiskey at Connie's. That we have. We definitely screwed up and we did not get ice before we started this podcast. Son of a bitch. And there's nobody to help carry the conversation, so we just can't. Allie. <laughs> right. Allie. Damages at the barn. Garcon. Yeah, nobody here. I guess we're drinking it straight, buddy. That's fine with me. But, yeah, um, but I'm drinking faster than you for a change. Yeah, which is odd. It's a shitty day. It is well, I mean, beautiful no, it's weather. No, it's a beautiful day. I just no, not not the podcast for that. <laughs> right well, after the podcast, yeah, venting. back into your coyote hunting, mm. trapping. So you came out with me when I was setting those traps. Yes, you so, made me swing the hammer. So what? <laughs> yeah, Typhoon was driving stakes for me, which uh, the we first made way, one. way, way too long. So, like I said, it's been. Let me let me preface this by saying, really, like when I say trapping experience, like I've caught a couple things on, a, on foothold traps, but foothold traps weren't my thing because when trapping season, I don't want to say open because when when fur harvester season is prime, when the furs are in prime. So I'm I'm going to go through this real quick because I'm 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 assuming that a lot of people don't know this. So the the lingo or the terms. So the, when the furs in the the white or the or the skins in the white that's when you want to do which, which that means is it's either in the blue or the white that's when you, you part the hair and you can see the, the animal skin if it's white that means that the blood is done flowing to the hair follicles it's it's done growing like basically they already got their winter coat that that makes sense if it's in the blue that means that that fur is still it's still, still getting its winter flow, coat it's still growing right so you want to wait till they're in the white, which is typically, I think Kennedy and Powell and all them usually start and Ray, Ryan Ray. I think they all start about like at late October, November ish, which me, you and everybody, you know, that I know the deer hunts is busy deer hunting. Cause that's, you know, the rut is full swing. Yeah. This last October <clears throat> I was a little busy with work, but typically I try and get out. You still shot how many deer? Five. Right, so you're doing fine. Anyway, so yeah. so anyway, so we're, we're all spot. right. So I'm usually wrapped up in deer hunting and stuff. So I I never I never did the foothold thing because that's when you really want to do that is because the ground isn't really frozen yet. So when when I say foothold traps, I I'm sure everybody knows what they are, but how to set them? Basically, you dig a hole at an angle. You typically want it 12 to 14 inches. That's what I shoot for. But like this ground out here is hard as hell. It's a bitch. With just a shovel. That's why I text you today about making me an auger. 
Right. Well, you got up there and like where you're actually setting traps, you're mostly in clay. Yeah, it sucks. Um, and it holds water too. And it fucking rains. I found that out. I mean, I know clay held water, but I didn't I mean, think a, about it, I guess. It's a sand clay mix. So it kind of like you've, you've got that little tiny layer of sand on top that gets kind of mucky. Mm-hmm. But that you get two inches down and you're in clay. And that's just soupy, nasty, like it's caked together. I don't envy you. <laughs> it sucks. So, yeah, I mean, that's how you set a trap, though. You dig a hole down, you throw some bait down in there and some and some lure, which I'm using. Uh, I think it's I think it's called caverns, uh, gland lure. I've got a big jar of it, and you just spread that around. And basically, what you're doing is, you know, you want the coyote to come in, see the hole, or smell the hole. And put his nose in that thing. And in the meantime, where it looks like something had dug out the excess dirt, where that would fly out, you dig it, you dig a hole down, oops, sorry, or, or a depression. You put your trap and cover everything real good. So if you were to do that, you know, say December, that's a bitch, right? Because ground's froze. Right. It's fucking froze. So in order to keep your. I'd say driving the stake would be the worst part. So if you have all the moisture in the dirt. The air temperature gets below freezing. The dirt pretty much is rock solid. Your right. traps underneath there, your jaws won't work. So what they a lot some people use like uh, um, coffee filters. They'll put coffee filters, they'll set their trap, and then put coffee filters on top, and then put the dirt okay. over. Um, and I think they still use wax dirt. So wax dirt is what exactly what it sounds like. It's just a mixture of wax and dirt. So the wax makes the dirt waterproof. No water, no freezing, which I don't have time to do all that kind of preparation. It's normally. also April. Right. Well, I'm just saying, like, that's why I never really got into the whole gotcha. foot trapping thing in general. I was a snare guy. I set a couple footholds if the weather was decent still after deer season. Um, might as well, since you got it out there, bartender. Dude, you still have, like... A finger and a half in that glass. I'm going to take two more drinks for you. Don't you slam it. Don't don't even do it. <laughs> Allie's going to be mad at me and getting you all drunk. <laughs> Tell me when, buddy. That's good. Sam's so getting fucked up. Yeah, there's no ice in here, so that's uh, stout. Sorry about the shirt on the microphone there. So, <laughs> the alcohol intake, so... Forgive us if we get a little sidetracked from here on out. Because I forgot what the fuck I was just talking about. Oh, wait, trapping. Yeah, uh, you were a snare guy. Come on, Bert. <laughs> so, yeah, I was I was a snare guy. In January 1st in Michigan, cable restraint season. Cable restraint, yeah. Which sucks because... <clears throat> uh, you got to have like an anti-choking device on there, don't you? A stop at so many inches. Yeah, so like Indiana... They, I think they just call them snares because it's it's fucking simple. They're just snares, right? So it's it's a it's a one way lock, and it's it's just a loop you put somewhere. I mean, they're easy as shit to set. If you if you find a pinch point, um, I've done blind sets before and caught I've caught the most coyotes actually on blind sets. I, now I call them blind sets. Explain a blind set. What I'm calling it, I I call it a blind set, but I'm not even sure that's not even the right word for it or the right term because it's. I'll get uh, I'll go out in the woods after a snow when I know it's a fresh snow, right? And I'll look for I'll cut a track. They say if a coyote steps somewhere once, he will step there again. They run a pattern. So they say. So 
And I've found that to be true, man, because I've I found spots where there was a coyote came through. I'm like, oh, that's a really good pinch point. So I just take my snare, which you attach to a tree with wire, and then you run it up, and you take a set wire that you run through a little uh, rubber collar to help hold the thing up. So you run your wire. So this loop is just kind of hanging. I think the law is it's got to be 11 inches off the ground. The loop can't be bigger than 11 inches, and it has to be at least 15 inches off the ground or something like that. Or or they're flip-flopped. Either way, basically you want about head height. And uh, it has to have a deer stop at four and a quarter inches, which is basically a nut you just pinch on there so the loop can't get any smaller than when it tightens down. It can't get any smaller than four and a quarter, and that's so like if deer get caught in it, like their legs, they can get their leg out. Right. I was going to say four and a quarter, like if that's around their head, they're still toast. Right. And and especially like... I can imagine, I've snared two deer. One was a buck. I, I've i seen pictures of deer and snares and it, I mean, they just balls to the wall as soon as something gets around their neck. They go for it and it just strangles them. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Which, by the way, like survival talk, like snares as far as like so if you find a fence line where deer are crawling underneath it or or anything like that oh dude snaring's so easy unfortunately they're extremely i mean unforgiving i mean if you get caught in it you are fucked so if you get the neighbor's dog a deer which i mean obviously i didn't want to catch a fucking deer it was it was you know when i did that both times it was in february Right, it's just a random happenstance where, oh, well, crap. Mm-hmm. And it happens. I mean, trappers right. run into that all the time, and like, and there and there's steps you're supposed to take to. Well, uh, dude, it's just like driving down the road. You can abide by every traffic law and accident. Like, oops, I hit somebody. You know, somebody pulls out in front of you. <laughs> well, I think I like run somebody over. I'm like, that's kind of a big deal, man. No, no, no. <laughs> Tip, like, well, you can have people just randomly jump out in front of your car too. But I knew a guy that that hit a horse once with a Camaro. I know a guy that had a horse hit by a minivan in front of his house. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He used pink mist in the description. Oh. Apparently they hit that horse going like 60. So this one, yeah, so same thing. He said he was going 60 miles an hour, but I think me and my brother both came to the conclusion that he was going a lot faster than 60 <laughs> miles an hour. Because he would just roll over the top. Driving a Camaro Z28. <laughs> 60. You mean 160. Right. Speed limit was 55, so 5 over. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to tell the cops that I was going 5 over just so I don't go to prison. But basically, I think there was a guy on the horse. I think. I, this has been, oh, well, my. this has been close to 20 years since I've heard the story even. But I oh, want to say oh, there was a guy on the horse. That's a real big fuck up. That's not like a random horse running the road. No, like, maybe not. Because it wasn't like the middle of the night. Like they got loose or something. Maybe that's what it was. But like he hit it from behind. And it, like, sat down in his passenger seat. Did the horse die? I'm pretty sure. They probably put it put it down after that. I mean. No, I mean, like, from the impact. Like, I, if it sat down in his passenger seat, I'm just thinking that's a really, really bad night. <laughs> yeah. No bueno. This is why we don't speed, ladies and gentlemen. Ever. Or drink and drive. He wasn't drinking and driving, though, I'm pretty sure. He was only like 18 when it happened, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, because nobody's ever drank and drove at 18 before. 
Especially in Niles, where I'm assuming this happened. I didn't drink until I was legal, Tacky. <laughs> I can actually say that. I was a good kid. Really? Yup. You literally did not have a sip of alcohol until you were legal age. Unless you want to count, uh, like, the your, your grandpa or your uncle giving you a beer. Hey, try this. Or, you know, one of your buddies, like, take a sip of that. And, like... I got drunk off of peppermint schnapps for my first time. Actually, I took that back. I think my brother got me drunk off of aftershock. I don't think I've. I don't not think... my not my good brother. No, there goes Wasco. And I say that in a good Christian sort of way. Love you, Bucky. Anyway, oh, it, it was the <laughs> yeah, it was that brother. <laughs> that makes sense. The other one, yeah, but it was aftershock. And then I remember I was like fourteen. My parents were gone somewhere, and I like. I don't know, just had a hankering, I guess. Just like, I'm, I'm going to get in some trouble. So I like opened up the cabinet and there was a uh, peppermint schnapps. I'll never forget that they confiscated from my grandmother. So my grandmother. How do they confiscate liquor from your grandmother? My grandmother was the shit. She weighed a whole 90 pounds soaking wet. Uh, when she died, I think she was in 89, 88 or 89. Uh, I wouldn't thought of yet. And she was in the home, dude, and I would sneak her in peppermint schnapps. You had to be like five. No, I was like 25. In No, in oh, she was 89 when she died. Not she died in 89. Oh, yeah. That would have been like two. Yeah, that's what I'm like. What? <laughs> I was so confused at how you were sneaking your peppermint schnapps. Fucking Jameson. Yeah, could have been me. Anyway. I have no idea. <laughs> we'll let the listeners decide. God damn it. I keep hitting that fucking thing. I think they're going to decide it might have been you. You keep smacking your mic, buddy. I know. Feel a little loosey-goosey. Anyway. I'm going to have to run after this podcast. You can get too friendly. <laughs> so the... Uh, Ellie, I'm not cheating on you with your boyfriend. Not cheating with your boyfriend on you. I, I don't know how to say that. Matt. <laughs> Bert, stay in your corner. <laughs> Oh, that was awesome. Mm. Yeah, so I remember I, I busted out the peppermint schnapps and I took out. So my grandma, that's why they give me get back. So that's why they confiscated it is because grandma, every now and then, when my mom would call her in the evenings, and I'm talking once in a blue moon, grandma would be real buzzed up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when my and Popsy would decide, like, okay. Time to go check on Grandma. We'll be back. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, they came back with the schnapps the one time. Like, we're just going to take this so you don't have any more because you can't walk and you're 80 because you're that drunk. Well, most people that are 80 can't walk anyways. Love Might you, as Grandma. Well let them have some fun. Anyway, so she'd be so pissed at me for telling that story right now, by the way. She's pissed right now. I can almost hear her yelling at me from heaven. Oh man, my, my grandma was the same way. She didn't drink when she was older, but she got in once she was in the home, she would always talk to me. Anytime I'd go up there, she's like, Do you got like some some whiskey and some coffee? Or she'd be talking about uh mixing hot band with hot chocolate. It's like Dude, that sounds fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah. Her and um I mean it sounds like diabetes, but it sounds good. Well, my my uncle Ani, like I I think his actual name is Leonard, but his wife is Leonard, Leonard, <laughs> Leonard Kramer. He was a tomato farmer. 
knows Dembski real well down at the tap. Yeah. 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 He's known my whole family since before I was thought of. Was he tomato farming with the uh, old Jim? No, no. They both just had vegetable farms. Hmm. But anyways, yeah, his wife and my grandma always hung out, and every time they'd talk about going out to the track or whatever, like Hartford Speedway or whatnot, go sit down by the farm and watch the kids work, and just have a thermos full of hot chocolate and hot damn. Hot chocolate and hot damn, that, you know. It's like cinnamon hot chocolate. That sounds like a wonderful wintertime treat. Or peppermint schnapps and hot chocolate. See, I'm not a big chocolate mint guy mixed together. Uh, not it wasn't peppermint. It was like it was the candy cane schnapps. That's peppermint. That's peppermint. Mm-hmm. No, no, because there's peppermint and then there's candy cane. The like the red, red and white candy cane. And then there's peppermint. you realize you realize that red and white candy canes are fucking peppermint. Like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> no, there's green ones. I mean, I fuck if I know. So what you're you're talking about is the hundred proof peppermint schnapps. I know that because well, yeah, I mean, it when wouldn't. I would take my grandmother the schnapps into the nursing home, I'd made sure to not get the hundred proof. Well, that's a no, yeah, that's what they were drinking. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> little tiny little grandma was like fucking five foot nothing, maybe a hundred pounds. Dude, so for the longest time, I was, after my grandma mom died, I uh, me and uh, my buddy Ryan. Uh, who's like a brother from another mother grew up uh, at the end of our driveway as a, you know, he was our neighbor, I guess my brother's best friend knew grandma really well. Anyway, so we'd both keep uh fifth of schnapps on hand at all times. And then it got to be a problem. Cause I'd like, I'd go to the fridge and I'd just be like, Oh, take a little snort. This is where the alcoholism started. Everybody. Right. right. And I had to go back to the fridge for something else. Like, I mean, I'm as well. One for grandma. Right. And then after a while, I'm like, I think I'm just going to not do that anymore. Let's not keep that in the fridge. We're going to put that in a safe. Right. That's, that's the thing about whiskey. Like, I love whiskey. I love it. But my ADD, I will, uh, dude, I will like. You're just constantly sipping, and then pretty soon you're going, whiskey sky. I got my whiskey sky. Yeah. And then we have See, to. See, like, just now. Yeah. I almost set it down. I didn't even take a drink. You should yet. just. Okay. Yep. <laughs> If anybody wants to meet us at Connie's later, I'm pretty sure that's where this is headed. <laughs> Maybe. I have a pregnant fiance, so. But if we're gone before she gets home. That's true. And I'm supposed to meet somebody down there to pick up keys for a truck I'm working on, so. Uh, we got six minutes left to make this an hour long. We're not cutting this short, dude. No, we're, we've been going like hour, hour and a half. And we've barely touched on hunting topics. I'm not, I am not we, saying we should cut it off early. I'm just letting you know where we stand. What else do we want to talk about, by the way? Well, we barely got into turkey hunting. You just started getting into your, your coyote trapping and what you were doing with the footholds instead oh, of the snares. So and, back to the trapping thing. So you know, let's get back on track. What did you find interesting when you were with me setting those traps? Because that was, that was like all new to you, right? What did I find interesting? Like what stood um, out? Well, the one thing that stood out to me, I, I won't really point out because you corrected yourself on that prior. No, no, I, I will because it, it's educational. So, you mentioned to me that you hadn't set footholds in quite a while, and you never did much of it. 
But when you did, your rule was go from the hole, come back nine inches, and over left or right three. And I didn't do that this time. You didn't do that. When we did it, you came back like 18 inches, and mm-hmm. that's where you dug your hole. Or No, that's – It wasn't even 18 inches. That's where I, like Right. 10. That's where I drove the stake, and you mm-hmm. you had that, you know, eight, 10 inches from the hole. It was like – and it was center. Right. It was centered, and that was your problem. That's why you've had two stolen baits, two missed sets. The they, most- they, they've stepped on the jaws of the trap. Found it, dug it out, and not stepped on it. The most interesting part to me was not while we were setting. It was the fact that you caught a damn crow in a foothold trap. Crazy, dude. It wasn't even the fact that I caught a crow. It was the fact that I caught a crow and then a hawk or something. Another Aryan predator. It could have been another. Avian predator killed the fucking bird. Could have been another crow. Dude, baby, but it was crazy because I looked all over. I'm like, what the fuck? So there was a, I don't even, I should post that picture. I think I got a picture. I mean, you sent them to me on Snapchat, so I'm sure you got them somewhere. I hope so. That was a video, though. I think I might have taken it on Snap. Anyway, so there was a a crow, went into one of my sets, got caught, like we said, and then I looked all over. I mean, and there's like soft dirt all the way around, so I'm... Yeah, really it's looking. a it's a tomato field. Like there, it's tilled. There's you'd know if there was a dog out there. Not a track anywhere. All I could see was bird track. Excuse me. So I was like, shit. That was very ladylike, wasn't it? Uh huh. A little squishy. So anyway, it- <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard a bird described as squishy. <laughs> a squish fart. <laughs> it's my squishy. <laughs> a squish fart. Like you know, like anyway. So. <laughs> God, we were just talking about this being two drunk bastards on the fucking podcast. Hey, you know, Sandra and Lisa were like, oh, we might actually want to watch that. Those two with five glasses of whiskey? Yeah, no, that that sounds like entertainment. Uh, fucking good whiskey, too. And no ice, which honestly. Dude, okay, that, that is Jameson. That is my I'm fucking broke whiskey when I'm at home. That's my bar whiskey and my I'm broke at home whiskey. Do you want to know what I normally drink, dude? Do you even know? Kessler. My ninja. I, I know you drink Kessler. Smooth as silk. I like my liver. Fuck you mean? This is better for your liver than Kessler? No. I like my taste buds. And my stomach. <laughs> and my head. Dude. dude I don't, I don't like... think this helps any of those. So, drinking Jameson versus drinking Kessler. We're going to sidetrack from the hunting thing a little bit here. Just... Bear with us. Pretty much all hunters drink whiskey, so this is like half-ass related. We found that out with all our guests. Uh, yeah, they're all well, except for Chris. He he took a sip of the Buffalo he Trace. Said and this shit hit me in the mouth. It kicked me in the mouth. Love you, Chris. Right, Next time you come up, I'll have some Jameson or some Woodford for you. Yeah, you'll like it, dude. So hey, real quick, not to sidetrack too much, but a quick pro tip on cheap whiskey. So you know those uh, mix it with a shit ton of coke. No. <laughs> those uh those, those balls the buzz balls yeah the ones where you make your ice balls oh no that's not a buzz ball buzz balls is kind of liquor buddy oh i thought you're talking like a fucking speed ball or some shit hey, no, this what? guy this guy way off the fucking rails you talking about cocaine <laughs> you stop it. talking about <laughs> drugs are bad okay no the uh the, those things where you put the you the little rubber things that come in two pieces, you put them together, make your ice ball, right? Yes. No, it's it's a giant ice cube in the shape of a ball. You can even use a regular fucking ice tray. What I'm getting at is you take liquid smoke, 
and you put just a little bit in the water and then freeze it and make your ice cube and throw that in your cheap whiskey and it makes cheap whiskey taste like good whiskey. It makes cheap whiskey taste like scotch. I actually heard that on, a, on another podcast and I would give them credit, but I don't know. I don't remember which one it was, but it was. I think like, it was a guest on Rogan. Was it the guy from Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit? Probably not. I don't listen to that. They're they're nowhere near hunting related, but they they're pretty good. I mean, government conspiracy shit, you know, oh, tinfoil wow. hat and whatnot. And so, what I thought you were going to say about the interesting part about the trap and setting was the sticks, because I thought that shit was very interesting when I learned that that a coyote will oh, never step sticks? on a stick. Ever. So if you want to funnel them exactly where you want them. No, I actually, I kind of knew that most wild animals avoid them. Right. Not at all costs, but most of them are very conscious of where they step because of noise. Because, yeah, I was going to say, like, all of us have been in the tree stand and heard the, the twig snap. You know? Right. And you're like, oh, well, that's a dead deer. Mm-hmm. And it's a fucking turkey. Like, that was something heavy. Because that was a decent-sized twig. Right. But, yeah, coyote, it, what amazes me about them in general is it... I've sat deer hunting like when I was a kid, ground hunting, and had them dude come in with like twenty yards, and I had no idea they were there until I saw them. They saw me, and then they just they're just gone. Yeah, they're they move so quickly and quietly. Like it's insane. I mean, that's well, that's most of the time I see them when I'm deer hunting. I see them like two hundred yards out, and I'm sitting there like, eh, why don't we take a poke? What's weird is, I don't mind shooting them, like what you're talking, but I hate executing them. No, see, that's like, we'll go back to the quail thing. That's the disconnect. When you're standing there at 10 yards and you have a coyote in a foothold staring you in the face, it has puppy eyes. Yeah. Like, they've got the puppy dog eyes. It's still a dog. Like, there's no getting away from that. It is a canine. It's in the canine family. You can't like you. You've got to have some kind of disconnect or understand that yes, it's a dog, but it's a wild dog, and you're taking it out because it's causing problems. Exactly. It's you're not shooting the neighbor's dog. That does in no way help the fact that it's still a cute, fluffy little animal, and it it hurts even even though to take that animal. And a lot out. of them aren't cute and fluffy when you walk up. Right. They're snarling and mad, but uh, my, my my thing is they're. They're, they're fucking dogs. I'm a dog guy. I get I that. Hate I hate it. But at Dude, the, that's at, how at I the feel same about time, cats. If, if there was one in that field right now, I would not hesitate to grab the 6.5 and pop him. Oh, no. That's what I'm talking about. It's the disconnect. Mm-hmm. Well, across the road, Bert? I mean, I would do it. I, you know. I would walk across the road and get right. across the do bridge. Do everything do legally. Legal. Legal beagle. Anyway. Sorry. I had to call you out. <laughs> Let me just pop the screen out of the podcast window and shoot it from here. Almost did that for a red squirrel today, by the way. In your yard? Yeah, I was in here that... Uh, so you found the mag for your 17. I did. Let's get back into you, like, in your gun things. How are you, like, well, this one's jammed, this one's broke, I don't have a mag for this one, I don't know where that one's at. I'm like, I feel what like, the fuck, dude? I feel like you're exaggerating that a little bit. Uh, like, slightly. Not, so my, my, not that much, that's the bad part. My rabbit gun jammed the last time we went rabbit hunting. At the end of the season. So I'm not really worried about that right now. Yeah, it's a good thing you figured out how the fuck to shoot it, too. <laughs> he got the rabbit. I'll give him credit on that. He did get the bunny one shot. But the day prior to that, he missed one with six. Do we want to get into misses? 
dude, I, you know what? I don't even care. I said, what were we just talking about last night? All the misses <laughs> that we have on the trees from the squirrels. It was just like one here, one there, one here, one there. It's so like, some sad news. The property directly behind me to the side of the house is been sold apparently. And that property line is a lot closer to our place than I thought it was, which sucks. So anyway, I was out there because they had some flags marked and stuff. And I was out there walking around uh, yesterday or the day before. Just checking some shit out. And there were so many trees that just had just, just shot marks. The one, the one in particular, I was telling you about. You, this, you could tell somebody was it was chasing a squirrel up and then a, up and over a tree. Yeah, these weren't twenty two or seventeen marks. These were like a shotgun pattern in the tree and a shotgun pattern in the tree and another one and another one. And God, it's it, yep. Pattern your shotguns, ladies so, and gentlemen. So the funny part is, the guy I had talked to out there the other day because Allie, fiance, walked outside and was starting her she's got a diesel so she was letting him warm up and feeding the horses out here and she came running back in she's like hey there's a guy out in the woods what there's a guy out in the woods i'm like oh over here okay so i went and and, and i talked to him and i thought it was the thinking it was the guy that owned it and uh no it was a guy from delta indiana he was up here uh because the guy had gotten a hold of him about logging the stuff out and I'm thinking, especially after yesterday, after I looked at that shit, I'm like, good luck. Because all them big oaks are where the squirrels were, and we riddled them with buckshot. Not buckshot, birdshot. Whatever. They're very, very different. It's a They are different. 36 caliber ball versus the size of a grain of sand. Anywhere in between, depending on the size of shot you have. Which, by the way, what are you slinging for turkeys? Fours. Just straight fours? Three-inch fours. Boss? No, no. See, we're on the I'm broke whiskey. I thought you bought cases of fucking boss shells to go. They're two-inch. They're two-inch steels. Two and three-quarters is two. No, they're, okay, so they're they're number two three-inch steels. Yeah. There's a legality issue with that in yeah, Michigan. You you're say, not allowed to shoot anything I was just, bigger I was than a four. Trying to compute them, like I don't think that's legal. But it's not. That's why I'm not. But sure while you're buying cases, you didn't just buy like a box of fucking turkey rounds. Well, no. You need a turkey round. I'll give you a fucking turkey round. You only need one. I have. Ten. Hopefully, I have ten. Which, by the way, not using my bow. Did I tell you what happened yesterday? Nope. Did you <sighs> break the string. So no. Roll the string I, off it, the can. It, it occurred to me. As of yesterday, the season would open in three days, and I was like, maybe I should shoot the bow? That's probably a good call. Typically. So, back up a quick second for the listeners. So, the plan is opening morning, my brother, who's never shot a turkey, is going to be up here. I'm sorry, never shot a spring turkey. He'll be pissed about that. Never shot a spring turkey. My cousin, Corey, who's sitting with him, who doesn't have a gun, which fucks everything up. So those two are going to hunt together, sharing a weapon, apparently. Uh, Ray Cole, my old co-host from RFF, is going to be up here. Do you guys want to borrow a crossbow? I, I don't. No, like for those two. Seriously, you just like crosshairs are dead nuts out to 100. Bobby might. I don't want one. Well, that's, well, that, well that's, that was the thing. So like, and then I got, oh, I'm sorry. I, no, we're good. I'm using, uh, I'm going to take Allie's dad's shotgun out. So the shotgun that I normally use. The jammed 20 gauge? No, he's got another 12 gauge. 
that shoots three inch. Go buy a fucking twelve gauge Burt. I know, Tacky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not working right now, Dick. <laughs> if your birthday was closer, I'd buy you one. <laughs> anyway, did I? I'm gonna need some more whiskey, Tacky. We're gonna wait a minute. We're gonna wait a minute. Are you momming me right now, Daddy? Oh God, that got <laughs> really fucking weird. <laughs> Hey, your girlfriend gave me the nickname. Yeah. Typekey is always the voice of reason. Anyway. I don't know why, but I am. The fuck was I just talking about, man? Turkey hunting. I know. I was talking about turkey hunting, but what? Bobby and your cousin and your cousin not having a gun? Yes. And you're borrowing Dan's? Yeah. Yeah. So at the gun I normally use, Allie's going to use, obviously. Right. So that was, So back to the whole proposal thing, I was going to propose to Allie. On opening day turkey season, but my cousin, who's never killed anything, Corey, I love you to death, but the killer gene did not get passed down to that son of a bitch. Just at the embarrassing age, at, I think he's 42 now, has never shot a deer. Oh, man, if it's 44, we got to put up a fucking shitter out back with a corn pile. <laughs> That's tw- two episodes in a row we referenced that exact scene. We're just going to have to watch Escanaba into Moonlight <laughs> on a podcast. We're just going to have it like in the back. Just play it. Just put up a TV and be like, yep. <laughs> so. Great Grandpa Alphonse always said. I still got some beer, though. Um, you fuck, you didn't give me one. I'd go get you one, but I got to get up. I know. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. Yeah, so I was, I was going to use a bow, and I decided, well, fuck it. That's right. I already backed up. So, Allie's proposal. I was going to propose to Allie for turkey season. Corey didn't have a fucking gun, which I didn't know because I was going to sit with my cousin with his gun, right? Sit with him, call for him, coach him, put him on a bird because I've, I've been scouting my ass off. I know where these birds are moving. Yeah, me too. My field, 6 o'clock every night. Mm-hmm. I was gonna. I was going to help Corey lay down a bird. Allie was last year adamant on wanting to hunt by herself and call by herself. So I was going to let... Was Moth gonna, call, box call, pot call? Uh, that box call. That bot call? That box call, yeah. So she's going to be out here. And Corey was going to sit with me. And then I was going to send Bobby by himself. Or him and Ray can sit together. Well, the other day at Easter, Bob's like, Corey doesn't have a fucking gun. Oh. So I'm like, shit. Does Bobby have a gun? So in the meantime... I had thought, so I wanted to propose to Allie for opening day turkey season. I had thought I was going to be sitting with my cousin, so I'm, like, trying to, like, figure this out, right? Like, how am I going to do it? And I, and I, I came to the conclusion that it isn't going to work out, right, if we're not sitting together. So that's when I started texting you. So I bought this ring, and it was a size 5, I found out. Which I text Typegate. I'm like, the problem is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want to propose to her. I told the whole situation. I'm like, I just, I don't know her fucking ring size, man. I don't know how to tell that shit. And, he, it, and what did you tell me? Like, just off the cuff, like he's just been storing this information away for a rainy day. So one of my like bartender friends, I don't remember which one it was, but told me that they had a jeweler's class in college, and for about eighty percent of people. Your ring size is within a half size of your shoe size, which is it, it holds fairly true. For very short people, it holds true. For very tall people, it holds true. 
Allie's a very tall girl. And I'm like, she's she's what was she's like a size nine shoe? Uh, exactly nine size nine. And she's what size nine ring? Right. And you just off the cuff was just like, I bet she's a size nine. It's just one of those random pieces of information that stuck in my head when I was drunk at the bar, and bartenders were dropping some wisdom. Is that the shoe size correlates? Yes. Which, I'm like, whatever. But then you have my friend Lauren that's like medium height. So. Not even fucking close. Right. So I had <laughs> decided, I'm like, well, well fuck it. I'm not going to wait till Turkey Day then. And then I was trying to take her to a nice dinner and I was going to do this thing and like have one of our, fr- our mutual friends like text her. And be like, you know, you should come over and then have her take pictures while I'm proposing and like all the stuff. And then like, I could not get my pregnant girlfriend at the time out of the house to save my fucking life. I could not get her out of the house. I'm like, God damn it. So finally I was like, I remember I was pacing back and forth in the kitchen, like, like processing everything. Right. You know, and she's like, are you okay? I'm like, I I think so. Are you stoned? Like, I haven't smoked in a while. I don't know. I'll be right back. <laughs> and she's like, yes, he's stone. What the hell? <laughs> walked out, grabbed the ring, walked back inside. And awkwardly, <laughs> I, I, I like was trying to make eye contact with her. Like I had like a whole speech planned out, you know? And I'm like, I look at her in the eye and I'm just like. Had the ring in this fancy little wooden box. Yeah, the box itself. So by the way, backstory, looked for an actual, that's why I bought it from a friend of mine. And uh, did you tell her that yet? Yeah, she knows. Okay, so but I, hence the box because I was I was like ass. looking for a really like a traditional ring box, right? Somewhere in this fucking house, like she's got jewelry everywhere, right? Not a fucking ring box. Should have texted me. Any fuck, God, of course you fucking have one. I don't, but I can call Rhonda and get one. <laughs> Still got that box that ring. Oh, that- Rhonda gave him a ride. So fucking fuck you. So fucking. That's because of what you said, and you did it just to be an asshole. I didn't, but that's funny. So anyway, it's in this awkward look at box. I got it in, and so I like gave her a hug, and you know, I was like, you know, I'm sorry, I know you, but I kind of want to do that the rest of my life. And she laughed, you know, didn't think much of it, and I was like, but here's your anniversary present. I got you with this turkey call. Think I'm being slick, right? I actually got the, the idea from the guy I bought the ring from. He's like, you should tell her it's a turkey call. I'm like, that's actually kind of fucking smart. So turkey season is coming up. But she didn't open it. Like she, she grabbed the box and she's like, thanks. <laughs> then she went back to watching Netflix. <laughs> well, we were in the kitchen and I'm like, uh, so do I kneel now? <laughs> Like I didn't know what to do, dude. I wish I would have been here. So like, it sounds like such a shit. I was show. like, I was like, do I open the box and then kneel as I'm kneeling? Do I kneel then open it? I like, I, do I tell her to open it as I'm kneeling? Like, all these things are running through my fucking head. So you know what I did? I just kneeled and then opened it for her. classic move, right? And then I sat there and looked at her, trying not to cry like a little bitch. And all she said was, "Well, are you gonna ask?" <laughs> With tears running on her face. <laughs> she's crying and she's just like, Well, are you going to ask? And I was like, <laughs> I could not physically get the words out. And then it, when it came out, 
I was still, I was crying. So like a little bitch. So like the whole speech I had planned out, none of it got to, none of it, none of it. And then the actual proposal, I forgot to fucking ask. And when I did, I said, like a a little girl. (laughs) So pissed off. But she loved it. She said yes to my, I don't want to say surprise, but. Prepubescent proposal. (laughs) Throwing some big words out for (laughs) drinking so much whiskey type game. Surprise, I'm still pretty much sober. I would like to think I am too, but. We know better. All right. You Uh, started before me, don't even lie. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Sort of. I was busy all day. Look at that lawn. Oh, did you actually mow? Fuck Shit. you. Yeah, fucking mode. I don't pay attention to lawns. Fuck the yard. I lawned, I weed whacked, I did everything. Which, you by the lawned. way, Dan. <laughs> you lawned. He thinks he's sober, ladies and gentlemen. The scary part is I'm producing this whole shit show. Yeah, well, you're doing okay so far. Are we? <laughs> I have no idea. Where are we at? Like two hours now? Hour uh, 16. Oh, we can keep going. Yeah, I, I feel like I was going somewhere and I got sidetracked by the proposal thing, though. Like, there were, I was going a direction with something. You were talking about turkey hunting with the, like, you were going to propose on that day, but you had uh, people with the. Oh, yeah, so I didn't change my mind. But it, it turns out, so Corey doesn't have a fucking gun. Bobby was like, well, fuck. So he was planning on using my gun. So Corey and Bobby are sitting together anyway. And Ray, I mean, I could sit with him, but I don't need to. Corey, Ray can shoot a fucking turkey on his own. So I'm hunting with Allie anyway, and I'm like, well, fuck. And then, oh, yeah, that's that was the best part. I went to go put the ring on her finger. The fucking ring didn't fit. That's what I was getting at. Because it was a fucking five. And, I mean, it, it didn't just, like, not almost fit. It was, like, three and a half, four sizes like, too small like, fit. Like first knuckle. Right. Fuck. So we took it to uh, give them a shout-out. I think it's uh, Jewel Fire. Idea and St. Joe, they do Zero everything in house. We're getting the ring back in a week, so fucking awesome. What size is she, Brent? <sighs> a fucking nine. How <laughs> <What> the <laughs> fuck, dude? That's li- literally I'm when the lady, lucky. the lady at the jewelry store, said what size she actually was, and I'm like, that some bitch. Oh no, I take that back. I take that back. She is an eight. She's an eight. Eight or an eight and a half, but you're still way fucking closer than I was. Eight and a half she, falls within the Allie rule. thought she was a nine. Oh. That's what it was. Because she told me, she's like, I'm a nine. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> fucking tight key. Oh, <laughs> Can I some more whiskey now, mom? <laughs> or I'm just going to get Yes, sir. I will give you some more whiskey. Thank you. God, it is so fucking beautiful out. Uh, yeah, and I didn't wear shorts. I fucked up. Which is fuck. Yeah, it's really fucked up because I am normally the one that's chilly, like a little girl, and you're the one that's always fucking burning up because life is hell. Right. I gave like I gave my brother shit the other day because it was like, I swear to God, 35. we're gonna kill a fifth between the two of us. That's not a good thing. Yeah, it's Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> there goes Rhonda. Is that why you knocked my binos over? Uh, I didn't notice till after, but we can go with that. <laughs> oh fuck, Rhonda distracted. I was, 
I'm getting distracted quite a bit. It's called ADHD and whiskey. And whiskey. ADHD and Jameson. They mix. Thanks for entertainment. So, for you listeners, yesterday I had six Toms and one Jake right there where I can hunt. I also had six Toms and like nine to 12 hens. So, straight that way where I can hunt. I, I feel and like. Burke can't. I feel oh, that's brood. I was going to let you hunt out here. I would give you permission, but it's technically not my property. You have to go talk to John. I will go with you if you would like. Put in a good word. Is he a ginger like you? Oh, God, no. I'm the only one in the family. That's why I'm adopted. The fucking devil. The spot of Satan. I mean, that explains a lot. W- Willie isn't considered? No. He's dark hair, top, bottom, all over. I guess it's been a minute since I've seen Willie, but I imagine Willie having blonde hair for some reason. No, he has brown hair, but there's not a whole lot left. Which, by the way, he lives in what? Elkhart? No, he lives over in White Pigeon, north of Elkhart in Michigan. Okay. You know where Mottville is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I don't know why the hell I, I'm trying to remember why the hell I thought he lived in Elkhart. But either way, the first time I met Willie, first thing that came to mind... That son of a bitch sounds like he's from the UP. Yep. Interesting. Well, Because you don't. You haven't had enough whiskey. I mean, you do on occasion after some. You get enough drinks of me and it comes out. I mean, I, I fluctuate through my whole People always tell me. Too, like, but I always get confused for like, did you live in Canada? See, I do mind to joke around. Like the Southern thing, the Asian thing. The German, th- I have a lot of accents. I just get drunk and start talking like a fucking Canadian, eh? <laughs> but your your brother, like, your brother, like, hopped out of the truck and was like, hello. <laughs> just like straight youper, man. He is a professional individual, too. He works for a very nice, like, okay, so he works for Praxair, but he started as a sales rep. So he has, like, the, the interpersonal communication shit down. And now he does, like, robotics, not repair, but basically you call him and say, I need to do this. And he goes, this is what you need. Let me come set it up. Or you call them and say, hey, I'm having this problem. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to send this guy to teach all your people how to do this shit correctly. No shit. Can't weld to save his fucking life, but (laughs) he can teach people. I can't weld to save my life either, Taki. That's why I got you. I say that that's just coming from me being the brother that, you know, hand eye coordination's a thing and he's just fucking book smart apparently. <laughs> kind of a dumbass in other aspects. I mean, kinda of, sorta of love you, but you know, whatever. I was gonna say, like, I think we I feel like we just talked about He does your listen brother to this, does so. listen to this podcast. Which by the he, way, I owe a fucking apology to my father. <laughs> <laughs> you you oh okay, I'm not gonna chime in there. Why? You meant what you said. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you said why, all right? <laughs> Look. It was in a loving nature, I, I think. Me- I meant it all in a good Christian sort of way. Didn't we just have a talk about organized religion, Bert? That's off mic. That's off mic. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's how we're referring to things now. That's off mic. That's an off mic conversation for sure. That's a very that's a good thing. I agree with that. So so should we make a friendly wager on what the size of our because it sounds like we're both in. You just want to go in the other room and get the tape measure out. Man, that got weird. (laughs) <laughs> I'm talking turkeys, Tacky. Do we want to do... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Do we want to do... You said the size of, and then you just, like, sidetracked. Right. No, I, and I'd probably lose that. My nickname was Smalls in high school. But that was my theory. I actually did that on purpose. If you tell you a woman... See, if you told if, me the story where you tell them it's tiny, and then they're like, prove it. Right. And then you whip out your penis, and wh- I mean, once it's out... They're like, oh. Even if they want to put it away, they got to touch it. Right. And you're like, look, it grew. But I'm talking turkey. So should we make a friendly wager on who shoots the biggest turkey? What's the friendly wager? I don't know. What do you think? A couple beers at cons. Somebody's got to get a tattoo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, no, because I don't have any tattoos yet. The one that I want. You don't wa- have any? No. No. The one that I want is I'm not getting anything before that. So, uh, you know, that one's for a dead relative. So that one's kind of, did you just choke on a bush light? You pussy. Take a sip of whiskey and clear your throat. You said that as I was swallowing and I thought of something really funny to say and I choked myself. Anyway, go ahead. What? The, the one I want is for a dead relative? Off my conversation. Okay. The okay. Whole, that was before the whole dead relative thing, which made it really weird. God, dude, you, your brain's fucked up. Yes. I don't know where I was going with that other than, like, I don't want to do tattoos for a friendly wager. That's not good. That's never good. Um, so what do we do? I say we don't because I want to shoot the first Tom that steps out, and I know there's a triple beard down there that I don't really want to fucking wait for. How about this? To keep and it's- do you want to do, like, weight or spurs or beards or beard? I want to do... It's like, Let's oh, I shot it. Just... Just, just wait. Wait, and then, ah, fuck. Field dressed or hole? We don't have a good scale. Do you have a digital scale? I mean, I've got the one that we weighed all the meat on. We can do that. Just set it in the bowl on top of it. Put the bowl on there and why don't, we, it. why don't we? Why don't we do weight as a tiebreaker? And let's do beard length and spur length. Combine those inches. And both birds, and whoever has more inches wins. If that makes sense, it makes sense. Or, sh- or should we just stick with the fucking beard and leave the spurs out of it? I don't know because you're probably gonna shoot a Jake and a half again, and then I'm gonna feel bad. I am not gonna shoot a Jake and a half. That was in the fall, and I will not do that in the spring. <laughs> in the fall, that's it's so much less fun in the fall. You shoot a turkey with a frozen beard. You're just going to see like half of it from the side. I'm like, oh my god, it's a paintbrush. And shoot it and walk up and it's five inches long. Speaking of paintbrushes, I haven't seen him in a minute. So there's one turkey out here that has Hey, Bert, you know why? Why? Because he's that way. you seen him? Yep. You some of a bitch. Beard's like that guy. I know, dude. Around. It's fucking huge. It looks like a literal like... Fucking two inch diameter beard. It looks like a paintbrush that's 14 inches long hanging off of his fucking... It's crazy. He was one of those six down there the other night. Was he? Yep. That's I popped in for a minute and pulled my binos up, and I'm just like, I'm supposed to be at Woody's right now. I got to go. 
Didn't want to leave Lauren hanging. So I put this bad boy. I don't know if the camera can see it. The uh, Your spot and scope? You're, you're showing off your Tasco spot and scope? I'm not showing it off. I'm just saying I put the glass on. I thought you were going to grab a fucking turkey mount or something that you've neglected to hang up in here. Where the... F- By the way, we're getting... Ceiling? Into, we're the getting- ceiling. We're gonna, I, we talked about that before. <laughs> I said, we're going to pin to the fucking ceiling? Yeah, there's no fucking room in here. So, by the way, we are getting a new studio. Eventually. So, well, once we construct it's, it's, it. It's over there. We just got to fix it to get in there. Which, hopefully, by July, we said that's what we're yeah, shooting no, for. Yeah, it was a chicken coop, so hopefully there's no bird flu. Which, we got to come, come up with a name for the studio. I thought you were just sticking with Kilo Creek. I was, but since it's an old chicken coop, I feel like there's an opportunity there. Maybe maybe we should let the <laughs> listeners name our new studio. The only thing running through my head's dirty. I can't. <laughs> what you got? Nope. <laughs> Something about cock, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. What you got? Oh, the first one that popped in was Cock Hut. Type yeah, I fucking love it. What? No. No. <laughs> Send <laughs> it. Absolutely not. <laughs> I fucking love it. And we're recording tonight in the Cock Hut. I'm going to put a giant sign that says Cock Hut in the front. I'm going to – okay, so I will – if you do that, I'm taking the laser at work, and I'm lasering a big-ass fucking rooster to put right above it. Dude, I think the Cock Hut. <laughs> he just <laughs> – just broke his brand-new spot and scope. <laughs> Shit. I hope that fucker's durable. Well, it's a – the Tasco, so we'll see. <laughs> Meant to take a licking and keep on going like a Timex. God, man. Compared to my brother's spotting scope, though, this is. Sh- I mean, no offense to Tasco, but this is shit, dude. Well, they're compared to Vortex. Okay, they're a budget brand. You bought it for what, one hundred and thirty dollars? Yeah, one hundred twenty, whatever it was. One hundred twenty, one hundred thirty versus. I a, forgot you were with me when I grabbed that. Yeah, a Vortex spotting scope. That's what. Are, what are the his Vortex is what a sixty power. I don't, I'm not sure. Just, just the clarity. The clarity right, is insane. Right, but the, a Vortex scope is this three or four times what that is. They're four or $500 for a Vortex one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you take your, your Tasco that isn't affordable for your working man scope. Like, it lets you see the other tree line. It may not let you, like, oh, well, that's a 170-inch 12-point. But you can see, fuck, that's a 12-point dude. from 400 yards away. This thing on, actually, I started on that tripod. The wee baby one? Yeah, I am, I am switching it. But um, this thing does fine, man. Those those six times were out there, and I was like, I felt like I was three feet away from them once I put this thing on them. It's, it's the clarity. It does suck compared to a Vortex, but it gets the job done. Right. Well, Vortex is different clarities as well like i run the vortex copperhead on my deer rifle that's their like baseline 150 dollar. here's your you know three by 12 44 millimeter scope have fun go kill shit right like it's not the i'm gonna shoot 800 yards because i can see a dime off of a fucking turkey's head kind of scope it's the practical i need a good reliable scope that can survive a drop out of a tree stand and I can still see 200 yards clear enough to take a shot. Right. Like, you, you gotta, you know, you do get what you pay for. That's, yeah. And there's, 
like companies just like Vortex that, you know, they make all ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. I don't, I don't even know what brand those fucking binos are. Those are 12 by 50s, but I'm not sure what. And those ran me like 100 bucks. But fuck, I've, they've been out. You so good. Is that what it says? You so good. I'm not kidding. It's you so good. Put that in the camera so they can see that. That is so fucking funny. I don't know if you guys can actually see that, but it literally says you so good. <laughs> U-S-O-G-O-O-D. You so good. That's clever, and I like them for that. That's probably why you bought them. No, it's not. But uh, I bought them because they were cheap and they were told by 50s. I mean, and, and they work, man. They're they're great binos. I've taken them out to Wyoming. I've taken them to Montana, which I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast. I don't even know if I've told you that my brother kind of dropped the ball on when we were supposed to buy tags. Oh, yeah. You, you told me about that, but then you said you get an over-the-counter cow. Cow elk. Elk? Yeah. Which, I mean, cool. I'm, I'm all, any excuse to get Do the fucking mountains. Do you need points? What, yeah, I think so, but I, we have one. But I think it's a general point. The whole That's why I wish my brother was here to talk about the shit because he... Damn it, Bobby. Dumb I man. haven't got to meet you yet, and I'm freaking upset about that, okay? <laughs> I hope you listen to this, and I'm well, scolding you without meeting you. By the way, you're going to be here Saturday? I think, yes, probably. Where hopefully. the fuck else would you be? I don't know. Oh, your friends are going to be here. Virginia? <laughs> Virginia? Oregon? Maryland? Just dartboard. The UP. Right, which I thought your brother was from. Well, I do have an uncle from up there, but well, he was from here, but he's he's been there since he was 17 because he's a racist fuck. Ouch. Well, okay, I love him to death, but dude, like, give it up. I don't, okay. The Civil War was how long ago? Right. Like, you ask him why he moved to the UP, and his response is because there ain't none of them mm, up there. Like, Dude, really? Right. Well, really? For starters, if you really wanted He's to go that, he's also wrong. If well, also yeah. And if you really wanted to go that route, there's really not too many here. But it's not. It, it's not a thing. You know what I mean? Like he he uses that as an excuse, and it's a shitty excuse. But he wanted to get off the farm when he was a kid, and he moved with one of his sisters, and just took off. Yeah, look. been there ever since. And I just, it irritates me that he uses that as an excuse because it's, well, culturally, it's not okay. Like, it's not okay, period, as far as, like, a human goes. No. We're all brothers. Exactly. That's, everybody asks me, why don't you like your family? Well, they're a bunch of racist assholes. I'm not going to lie. Most of them suck. <laughs> the Typhkeys are pretty good, though. And he hopes you're watching right now from that look. Yes, yes. <laughs> the Taifki side is pretty good. The other side that I won't name, I, I think I did earlier, but, you know, the other side sucks. Just as bad. On that note, I think we could probably shut this thing off anytime now. Well, just leave it right at the, you know, the, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> screw you guys. Your opinions are terrible. Your worldview is fucked. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me talk to Brandon. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's a little inside. Just make him cry. <sighs> we'll see. He'll be here Saturday. So anyway. Oh shit. Yeah. Is he 
Never mind. Yeah, off mic. Off <laughs> mic. <laughs> so, um, to wrap things up, um, this fall, if you guys are local in Lake Township, please go vote for Zach Carson. I'm actually hoping to get him in here to do like a little ad, like a, like a 10 second quick one. Oh, I think, dude, you know what? Invite him down on Saturday. We might be able to pop in here and record something real quick with him then. Yeah, it'll, take, it'll just take a couple seconds. Have but anyway, come down and get some food, meet everybody, have a couple beers. Absolutely. So, yes. So, Zach Carson, please make sure you guys this summer at some point come to Baroda and stop down to Chill Hill. They got live bands lined up just about every weekend, I think, through the summer. Always a great time down there, which coincidentally is right next door to Connie's, which is our watering hole. So, if you guys want to oh, come yeah. say hey, we'll most likely be in there because we're it's you summertime. Know, we're not hunting, so we're going to be in a bar. After 7 Or in a lake fishing. Yeah, after 7, 8 o'clock. Gotta respect the whole like we do have day jobs thing, right? And responsibilities and whatnot. So, yeah, I don't have other responsibilities <laughs> other than my day job. I'm still a fucking child, but yeah. <laughs> Allie calls me a child all the time. But you have other responsibilities now. I do. I do big ones. So I, I don't. <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, please share this on. Any and all social media, a couple of, like, we gave the shout outs at the beginning of the episodes because that shit means a lot to us and we appreciate it. And people can't find us if nobody shares us, right? So if you, sh- the more you people share and get the word out, the more people find us, the more of a following we have, which means the more fun we can have as far as events and right. other things right. and we- charity events, fundraisers. If you don't share it, you don't reach out. It makes it a lot harder for us to get together and have events. Exactly. You know, and even if you guys have a a guest idea or, like, if you think you would be a good de- guest, I, 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 t- I tend not to promote that too much because if we want you on the podcast, we will ask you to be on the podcast. You know what I mean? Because there's – through RFF, there was a lot of times where people would be like, oh, yeah, you should have me on the podcast. And you're like, well, you're kind of giving me the creeps. But <laughs> – Well, that's half the problem with counties, honestly. <laughs> Get down there and start drinking. People are like, have me but, on. I'm like – but there was people like Nick and Michael that reach, reached out to us in the right. past week that were, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would definitely consider having him on. Uh, I can't remember if it was Michael. It was uh, Nick with right. the hounds. Yeah, um, Nick with the hounds. I want to get a hold of the guys that I went goose hunting with out in uh, Missouri. But, yeah. But those <clears throat> those boys are from Kansas, man. They're only up here once in a blue moon. So, mm-hmm. like, we, we have a pretty good uh, bank to pull out of as far as guests, but... Um, the more the merrier, and I was even thinking maybe even for like camp talks like this, like how cool would it be to just like do like a drawing or something like once a month to like find a, a random listener to like that could be a guest on the show. Yeah, five or six people that are like, yeah, it'd yeah. be great. Like the, well, the whole ten people that listen, like maybe one of them a month. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah. the next ten. Months. See that that's the problem though. We only have ten that listen, so it's going to come down <laughs> to like after ten months, we're going to have repeating guests. Right, right. It's a problem. I can't talk, and that's just going to look bad. Right. So we're going to need a couple more of you to kind of reach out. Or we're going to look like real jackasses when we're like, so if anybody's interested in being a guest on the show, hit us up, and then nobody hits us up. I mean, I could see that. I could totally see that. Please please don't let that be true, though. Yeah, please. That would make me sad. Please. I've already had my feelings hurt enough this episode. Taifki mommed me with my whiskey. That was a that was a daddy move. I'm gonna say mom move. We'll ask your girlfriend, see what she says. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. We'll talk to you next time. 
All right, everybody, that's it. So please make sure you guys head to our Facebook page and check that out. Those of you that are listening on Spotify or Apple or wherever, make sure you guys check us out on YouTube. We've been posting videos of, of us actually recording, if you haven't caught on to that yet. Um, and it's a lot of fun, so check that out. Um, I think you guys will enjoy the episode just a little bit more when you can see what's actually going on. All right, so as always, all music and artwork is done by the Shane Yoder, and all editing is done by me, Brent Ruff. We'll holler at you next time, everybody.